so we are live. This is the coldest football <laughs> podcast. Greatest name ever. I can't believe. I, I hope it's a nickname and his mother didn't really name him the coldest. I, I think it was just really good planning on the part of the parents, knowing this guy is going to have his name somewhere. That's, uh, that's awesome. Maybe they consulted so we're, or something. I don't know. <laughs> so we're about a week away from the NFL season starting. College uh, college gets underway fully this weekend. There was a game, lot, two games last weekend. Uh, the Florida-Miami game was pretty good. Yeah. Um, are you excited? I'm, I'm super hyped. I, I love football season. It's it's always something to look forward to. You know, you, uh, you go through Sunday, you go through Monday, and then you have that lull. Um, yeah. And um, if there's no Thursday games, you know, you have that low right up until usually the buzz for me hits about Saturday night. And then you just have yeah. something all week to look forward to. I, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I like, I like Thursday nights because I'm off on Fridays. Yeah. And so I can, and it's, it's an hour, we're an hour ahead here. So the games yeah. all start like an hour later. So they're always over at like midnight. Yeah. But I don't have to worry about waking up. And I can just enjoy it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think there's some crazy, like the, the Cowboys right now. What do you think is happening with Elliot? Um, <laughs> you know, because Jerry's of... making it sound like he's ready for the holdout. He's, he's okay with it. He's like, well, 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 he'll be rested for the playoffs. Well, you know, if history serves, I remember when Emmett Smith did the same thing and he had the same blustering attitude and we're ready and it's a team game and, you know, we have what it, we need to get through. And they got smashed two games in a row. And then he couldn't give money fast yeah. enough to get him back. He couldn't. Well, that's what Zeke brought that up. Zeke, Zeke brought up Emmett Smith and basically said it in a press conference or whatever. Like, you know, basically remember this. Exactly. <laughs> Which is going to be true. I don't, exactly. I don't think that team is, is built to win without Zeke. Uh, they don't have the quarterback. No. You know, he's... Dak's Dak's a a good complimentary quarterback, exactly. But he's not going to carry the team. Maybe one day he could, but he's not at that stage of his career yet. Oh, not even close. Kind of like when Brady first started. When Brady first started, it was all the the rest of the guys that were carrying the Patriots. Right. He didn't have to be, you know, this all pro quarterback. But now it's become where Brady's. Well, it's starting to transition back to that. But but Dak isn't. You know that that thing runs through Zeke. So. Hopefully he comes because he's a good player. He's fun to watch. He's a good player, but from my fantasy football point of view, I went out there and I got Pollard for some insurance. And I got to tell you, if uh, Zach sits out for a few a few weeks, I know they can go two and two in the first four games. They have a couple gimmies. They have a couple hard games. If they go two and two, I'm pretty sure then, you know, he'll feel compelled, Jerry, to get something done to get the guy back before it gets away from them. But, I mean, Pollard's yeah. a good little back good little back yeah yeah if um in that division you've got philadelphia i don't think the giants or the washington redskins really washington starting case keenum i don't think either one really poses much of a threat even without not zeke even close. Not even close. but i i think without zeke you're not getting the wild card so you've got to you know look look beyond that because there's some really good teams in some like the the south Yes. Is you know we got the Saints, you got the Falcons. If Cam, if Cam is right, the Panthers are always a threat. Absolutely. And then you've got the 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 North, 
where you look at Chicago coming on, Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers comes with the revenge tour. You know, Minnesota's um, going to be good. Yeah. And their offense, watch out this year, because Kubiak's there now. Oh, yeah. And and I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a great year because they're going to rely on their running game. I think if um, if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, he'll have a great year because it's you, you look at what uh, Kubiak did in Denver, right? Anywhere he's gone, you know, you just give the ball to anybody and they're going to run because he he knows how to set the uh, the system up. He's a great coach. Yeah, absolutely. so there's there's a lot of teams where I think Dallas, you know, you've got to keep pace with Philly. Um, you know, even if if you're just kind of a game or two behind them. And then you bring back Zeke and you can sort of make a run, you're fine. But you can't let Philly get out to like a three or four game head start on you because you don't know what's going to happen with the no, wild you card. Don't. Wild card, you, you, it could be like it happened to just a few years ago. They went 10 and 6 and didn't get in because there was just too much talent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's true. And you've got to watch out it's for true. that. I mean, even the West, you know, Seattle made playoffs last year, right? You know they could uh, they could pass Dallas if they're not careful. They get the wild card. Dallas is sitting at home watching everything. You know the Rams are going to be there. Who yeah. knows about San Francisco? They have a dynamic uh, offense. They have you know the system set up by um, the coach. Um, he's a good coach. Yeah. Shanahan's a really good coach, and um, they're going to yeah. be they're going to be tough. So Dallas has got to watch itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a real – I think the NFC has most of the power now as far as the top yep. teams. Um, you know, there's not, there's not good teams in the AFC, but I think just the density of how hard it's going to be to make the playoffs in the well, NFC, uh, you really want to yeah, win the division. Yeah, there's so many like physically imposing, defensively tough – um, teams led by hard-nosed yeah. quarterbacks and good coaching. It's a tough grind, the NFC. There's not really a whole lot of high-flying, yeah. you know, we don't play offense, we're going to outscore them. Nobody's really playing like that in the NFC. It's all no, like hammering each other and just trying to out-physical the guy across from you. It's, it's great. It's a great uh, conference right now. Yeah. For sure. What do you think of uh, – what were your thoughts on the Andrew Luck retirement? Well, um, you know, at first, of course, like everybody that heard this, you're, you're kind of shocked, right? And then you get into the details of it. And um, what really um, um, shed light on it for me is when I was listening to Frank Wright just explain what um, Andrew Luck explained to him about the cycle of, you know, pain, recovery, health, pain, recovery, yeah. health. And the way the coach just basically, you know, said it four times, a little faster each time, a little bit emotional each time. It really uh, showed to somebody just the emotions of being in that type of cycle. And um, the guy had a great year last year. I've been watching a lot of different um, videos and listening to a lot of different podcasts, a lot of uh, reading a lot of articles. And, you know, the guy guy was just not himself anymore. uh, One article said that... uh, he explained that he had lost his uh, joy for the game and that the constant stress on his yep. body had just made it so that he was just not not enjoying it anymore, not even joyful about life in general. And I think it's a real shame yeah. that um, first, uh, you know, it was leaked over Twitter by Schefter, 
who couldn't wait until yep. they were actually done the game because Schefter is another story. I think this guy, he's trying too hard to become something. Oh, I, and he never will, especially after yeah. this. But I mean, to no. have them boo him. He's, he's yeah, I don't all. like Schefter. He gets information because he's on the inside. And a lot of being on the inside, I think, is the connections and the fact that, you know, NBC's backing him and, and everything else. But that was just, you know, it was a bad move, like, because then you get I the fans booing, that. which, you know, I, well, I can't, I think, you know, it's, I think any team, there's a section of fans yeah. that would do that. And generally they will be the ones that are still at a preseason game in the fourth <laughs> yeah, quarter to do true. it. Right. Um, but he's, you know, you look at Andrew Luck and it's funny how, like, it reminds me like with Calvin Johnson and when Barry Sanders, you know, these guys who not only were they like the top level at their position, but they're just guys that pretty much whatever team you cheered yes. for, you cheered for these guys. Like you can't find people, even like other players that say anything bad about, about Andrew Luck or no. Calvin Johnson or Barry Sanders. And it's, oh, it always seems to be those guys that it's, it's, I think a lot of it is just, they're so yeah. secure in who they are beyond being a football player that when it's time to go, Absolutely. they're ready to go. And they don't, you know, it's, they're not hanging on. Um, I, I really respect, did you see the thing about how he had the opportunity, they offered him to go on the injured no, reserve where he would have collected his whole salary for this year. And he just said, no, he said, no, I know I'm retiring. And oh, here comes the dog. I know I'm retiring and it wouldn't be right. fair to do that. Cause it's basically stealing money. Right. And most guys, you know, I was saying 30 yeah. million. Right. And, uh, no, I, I think he's, he's a really good guy to look up to. I don't think he's going to be in the announcing. I, I think he's, you know, Jerry Jones said he should run for president, basically. <laughs> and I think that would be more the path I, I see so him going too. on is some kind of, you know, or even like, you know, how Tim Tebow kind of does the um, the special right. interest stuff uh, beyond the, the baseball, like his uh, the gala thing he does for, for special needs. And I, I think he's going to be engaged publicly, but I don't know how much football it's going to be. And, you know, it was just it was fun to watch him play. Like he was a really good player. Um, you know, he was that guy that whenever you watch the, the mic'd up, he'd get hit and he's always like, good hit, you know, to the, the defensive guys. And it was just, yeah, yeah. Fun, so they, right? One of the, the guys I was listening to, they made a comparison of, um, Andrew Luck when he, uh, came into the league compared to, let's say last year. And they, they said exactly to your point that they said, you know, he's running out there. He's happy. He's smiling. He gets blown up. He jumps up and he slaps the guy in the helmet and says, hey, good hit, guy. Like he was so full of life and exuberance yeah. and he loved what he did. You know, he you could he's the type of person yeah. that when you look at him, you're like, man, this guy could be making 40000 a year and he's just beaming with excitement. And then you transition to now after his yeah. body has been brutalized, uh, brutalized over the last 10 years. Yeah. And he just doesn't have that spark. And and I don't know why people have a problem with somebody saying, I've done this for 10 years. I can't do it anymore. Did you see this? Well, it's, it's the yes. entitlement, right? It's the entitlement that fans have that we somehow own these guys. And I remember, remember when Jerry Rice 
kept playing. I think it was Oakland. Right. And he went to Seattle. And everyone started chirping about, you're ruining your legacy. You're ruining my memories of my childhood where you were like the best ever. And now you can you know catch 20 balls a year, just collecting $2 million. And, and my thing was always like, what's his legacy? I mean, if he wants to go out there and, and collect money and, and keep playing the game he loves, like it's not my legacy, right. it's his legacy. Same yeah. thing with Jerry. You know, as a Cowboys fan, I'm sure it frustrates you. At the end of the day, he owns the team. If he wants to you know, do what he does and, and kind of mess up some things. That's it's his prerogative, but we have this kind of entitlement. Like you owe us something because we invest, you know, I buy a Jersey or, or whatever. And it's, it's yeah, not exactly. true. <laughs> you know, that's the end of the day. It's not true. They should just be looking, they should be looking at it. Like I had the opportunity to see someone who is exceptionally good at what they did. I got to enjoy it. I got those memories and not just from watching it on a YouTube video or a highlight reel or something. I saw this. I know how I felt yeah. when I saw it. I felt the disappointment. I felt the excitement. My breath my breath was, was caught in my throat at times. That's something you can't put a price on. And they should be, hey, Andrew, thank you for giving me something. I will tell yeah. my kids about it and hope one day, whether it's sports or music, whatever they're into – they can say to their kids one day, I knew this person in this particular thing. And man, the effect they had on me and my life. Yeah. You have no right to be the guy. Yeah. He, he was, he was special. Like I just remember watching some games, you know, clicking on to a Colts game and the amount of times or him to T Y Hilton, you know, fourth quarter and just crazy play, you know, deep ball, tie the game, win the game, whatever it was. And it's kind of like how I always remember with Barry Sanders, where, you know, Emmett was a great back and Emmett has the record and everything. But I don't rem- I, I can't picture right now Emmett Smith running. But if you say Barry Sanders, there's like 20 different runs yeah, that go yeah, through yeah. my mind. Right. I could picture him juking out guys. I could picture the run where it was like he ran like 30 yards <laughs> yeah. and he's got two yards total of made 10 of guys. Gain, but there's just something special about yeah. those guys. Right. You enjoy it while they're there and, and have the memories when they're gone. But no, he'll, he'll be missed for sure. I think that team, I think they had the best backup quarterback in the league. I think Jacoby Brissett is um, a high level, high level. I think he's better than Tyrod Taylor. I think he's he's ready, you know, and even with, with the injury, he's been taking all the first team snaps. So it's not like they have to catch him up. And I think with Frank Reich's, what he showed with um, with Foles, right, where he knows how to adapt the offense to the quarterback. I think that division isn't that strong, and he's you know that division is is there to be won, and and I don't think they can win the Super Bowl with Brissett necessarily. They may. I mean, I hope he comes out and just proves you know we don't need another quarterback because yeah. you know he seems like a likable guy. But I, th- I think they could. They could make the playoffs. I think, uh, you know, they've got the defense. They, they've got a super core of young players. I mean, that the, the drafting they've done is unbelievable. I think it's all going to come down to if if they can get the ball, if Brissett can get the ball to T.Y. Hilton and spread out the defense. Because that was what stirs the drink there is T.Y. Hilton spreading the defense and then everything, you know, Ebron yeah. had his year because – Stuff was open underneath, 
you know, Marlon Mack, Naeem Hines, like these guys get all this underneath stuff because Everybody. everyone's so afraid Smoke. of T because TY runs that's by it. everybody. If you're even, he's leaving, and that's it. End yeah. Um Yeah, he's he's so underrated. Like it's funny, like he's so underrated. He plays in a small market because too. he's small. He plays in a small and because he was I think it was part because he yeah, and I think because he was playing with Luck, everyone just put it on Luck. Like, well, it was because of the quarterback. But this guy, you watch him. He gets open. He runs great routes. He's faster than everybody. He's quicker than everybody. He's tough. And uh, I really hope well, there's I think a good connection with him and Brissett because he's fun to watch. After Brissett played last year when Luck was hurt, the offseason, multiple teams pursued a trade for this guy. Multiple teams. And we're not talking, oh, I need a new backup. Yeah. We're talking about teams that were looking for a quarterback that can start and win for them. And this guy was the hottest item out there until the Colts said, we're not trading him. And it's a good thing they did it yeah. because uh, I think, like you said, he's got good coaching. He's been in the, the, the system for a year. He actually has experience and confidence now because he did play last year. And I don't think that they're going to go in and drop off the face of the planet. They have a lot of talent. They have a good defense. They have a great offensive no. line. And they have a coach that is smart and innovative, and he's going to find a way to get it done. So uh, this guy hasn't fallen in Indianapolis. Yeah. And, and you look at that division, yeah, and exactly. that could be a 9-7 and seven division winner because, because who, who's, who's great? You know, you you have Deshaun Watson, who's a great quarterback, but he gets hit so much, and they, they I don't see where the offensive lines really improve that much. They've got the rookies, but they're not ready, and so you know they're kind of in the same situation as the Colts a little bit, where you've got a defense you can kind of lean on a little bit, but if your offensive line can't play, and you're going up against uh, Jacksonville, you're going up against Tennessee twice. The Colts, um, you know, and then Jacksonville, great defense, but be okay. who knows what Foles is going to be. Tennessee's and Tennessee, I don't even know what to make of Tennessee. You know, is Mariota? Well, they're just vanilla, right? Me. Like they're just like. Yeah. What kills me is they went it's, up, they it's got Henry. good receiver Brown, and they can't even find a use for Corey. What's his face? That's it. Sorry, Corey Davis. So why go to get another one? Maybe you should have invested in a quarterback because between Tannehill and between Mariota, you don't have a pot to piss in. You know, so. Yeah. No, and, and it's that team, it, it just like Derrick Henry, who I think is a good running back, but the way he plays where it's just, you know, yeah. five yards and a cloud of dust, right? And that's what the team is. And I think there's there's a place for that. I don't think you're going to beat Kansas City with that. Yeah, and 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 Luan, he's out. He's he's suspended for the first few games. Like it's going to be an interesting division. But I think the Colts could still be a favorite in that division. I think Houston right now for me is the favorite. But it all depends if they can keep Deshaun clean, which in the preseason they haven't been able to do, and he's looked awful. Um, But if they can keep Deshaun clean, if they can figure out the running game uh, so it's, there's not that pressure on him, because uh, he's a great talent. Yeah, exactly. I'm just afraid he's going to go the way of RG3 
because the hits he takes, right? You look at the, some of the guys he has to go up against, the hits he takes are brutal. And that's got to be the priority in Houston is fixing that. And then, uh, you know, with the Colts, hey, go for Brissett. Uh, and, and you hope, I think the worst case scenario for them is what I would call the Ryan Fitzpatrick principle, where you have a guy who's good enough to win seven or eight games, but he's not, you're, that's all you're, you got. That's the ceiling. You know, the floor is like, he's not going to lose more than like 10. You know, he'll give you at least six wins, but he's not going to give you more than eight yeah. wins. And it puts you yeah. in a place where you're drafting in the middle of the first round. So, you know, you're not getting the great quarterback and you're not getting the things that you need, but it's not yeah, enough to kind of say, well, we need to blow the thing up, mud. right? You it's just, just neither going you know, we're forward just good nor going back, neither rising up, not seeking. You're just stuck. And that's, that, that's my, I mean, it sucked last year with the Jets, right? But yeah. I'm glad you know, we got the number three pick, you know, I'm glad we got in the position the year before to get Sam Darnold because you just go in seven and nine or six and 10 every year and draft in like 12 or 13 or whatever. Um, it's just, you don't go anywhere. You, you need those high level picks to find some guys that can really contribute. And so for the Colts, I hope, you know, Brissett's the guy and then they can start to build around him. You know, bring in. Uh, I think I. I. I'm not a big Marlon Mack guy. Like I like him, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's a thousand yard rusher. I, I think they need to draft uh, skill position players. You know, they've kind of built everything else. You know, they they built the defense. They built the offensive line. I think now they need to put some some skill around. Um, so see, yeah, it's, um, it'll be an interesting set. He's very lucky. I don't. Even, I wouldn't call it lucky, but. He's fortunate that of all these teams that needed to do it, Indianapolis was the one that was most committed to building up that offensive line. Luck was getting killed up until last year. I think he got six, sacked less than 10 yeah. times last year because they made a wall. Well, because, yeah, and and they, they drafted well and they made it a priority to say, this is our, this is our exactly. franchise. We need to protect them. That's what Houston has to do is, you know, draft every pick you have, just draft a lineman and just see what sticks, right? Because you need it. And, um, no, I think they, they have the right blueprint in place in Indianapolis that even if they have a bad year this year, I think they're going to be fine, you know, because worst case scenario, I think you draft – a little high next year. You maybe get like a Justin Herbert or a Tua and Jacoby Brissett can kind of mentor that guy, you know, play a couple of years behind Jacoby, develop a guy and, and bring on a high level quarterback. But I, I think Jacoby's going to be okay. I think, I like him. you know, I, I think he could win the division. So, yeah, we did. so you had your fantasy draft this past <laughs> Sunday. Um, I did, I did pretty well. I did pretty well. I had my uh, selected guys I was looking at. And um, for, for the guy, people listening, what we're, we've done typically is we've had a keeper league where we're basically keep two guys from the previous year. And how we uh, – it's an auction keeper as well. So we have a yep. component of it where we have an auction budget to do the auction. And um, in the offseason, the guys that are on our 
rosters are still technically our property until we select the two that are keepers and send the rest into the free agent. So what we do is, you know, we do little things like we'll okay. trade the rights to guys for like like extra money at the auction. Guys can kind of like build their team a little bit that that way. Um, so that's what we've done typically. But this year we're trying to embark on making it sort of a, a sort of a dynasty type of league where we're going to keep uh, this year, next year four players, um, expanded rosters, and this way um, I, okay. I enjoy the idea of it because now. Even if you're having a bad year, you, you have something to look forward to. Um, you have your team. You're looking at rookies. You're looking at guys that are merging. Yeah. You know, you're going to leave that year, whether you win or lose, and you're going to say, okay, I have a plan. I have something to work with for the next year. So that, that's how we're running things. Yeah. When you have guys, you have guys like, um, you know, especially I'm wide receivers and tight ends that generally don't really come on till you're three, four, you know, that, that really become at the higher level. And so you don't have to feel like, you know, I've got to drop this kid, even though in two years he's going to be great um, because I need to win now. Uh, you can stash a guy and, and give him time to develop. Uh, so that's cool. What, what's your, when you, when you go into a draft, are you, right. see, when I draft, I'm always, I just let the draft come to me. See, see, you know, if, if a guy, uh, you know, I have kind of values on guys, but you know, it, I may not want the guy right. necessarily, but if it looks like right. he's going lower than I think he should, I'll jump all over him. Um, are you, are you that way or do well, you I more do, so kind of the way say, this is who I want and I'm going after the values him. are, um, I have a rough idea of guys that I wanted, but I wasn't really set in stone yeah. as to those are the, the five guys I'm going to get. I'd see what fell to me sometimes, right, and make uh, adjustments on the fly. This yeah. year, I do something different. I uh, I found uh, um, another a site, and um, they have a wealth of information. And what I did is I chose to concentrate on the consistency rankings of each players. Um, so what the consistency ranking was is okay. that you know we have categories of how the percentage of how many times last year they were. Um, a wide receiver one, for instance, top 12, wide receiver two, 13 to 24. Um, then we have right. the wide receiver. I did. I did. So, so you went deep on analytics. For me, this was really encouraging and yeah, good okay. because I knew sometimes why I liked a guy in the past, but I didn't know why he was good. I didn't know why I liked him. I just... You get lost in the idea that oh he's had a he's had a bunch of good games and you forget the bad ones or vice versa where this guy always stinks but you don't remember the good ones right so I actually went for this um, um, the website I went for the consistency yeah. and it just made things so much easier for me as far as really knowing what I wanted so so for instance um, yeah. you have someone like um, Saquon Barkley you know. He was number one running back 75% of the games. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at, okay, what's this guy going to bust? What are the guys that are going to hurt me? Yeah, You're looking for numbers like 75, RB2, he was 18 and a half. So he was top 24 93% of the time. That's a guy that you want on your team, right? So now I can quantify right. the price with that consistency to say he's worth spending maybe 60 bucks for because I'm getting my money out of this guy plus, right? 
Yeah, it's kind of like the um, I've always found between Antonio Brown and, or you could say uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones, where Julio will go give you 300 yards one game and then 60 the next. And not because he's not talented, but because he's so unselfish, right? Like he just, he'll just spend a game blocking and, and, and being the, the, the decoy. Um, whereas Antonio Brown is one of those guys where he needs the targets and he's going to demand the targets. And so I would guess, you know, as far as consistency, Antonio Brown's probably higher than Julio Jones. But like for me, I would say I would rather have a Julio Jones because you get those mm. big... Yes you know, and no, block in games. the sense that okay, a good a good joke I heard somebody say was you know if you want, um, I'm sorry, his name slipped my mind. If you want um, the Dallas receiver, I'm so tired right now. Um, Cooper, thank you. If you want Amari Cooper, fine, you can have him as long yep. as you're okay with getting ninety percent of his points in four games in the year. I've I've had him right. two three right. years in a row. Yeah, there's nothing worse than coming off a 210 um, yard three touchdown game he had on a Thursday to watch in the next three weeks where the guy's scoring you eight, ten, and twelve. Nothing worse because you, you right. So it's it's the it's the debate between making sure you have uh, a high floor and maybe even right. a little bit lower of a ceiling or a high ceiling and a really low floor. And, uh, cause I think that's part of it in fantasy, right? Like you, you've, if you don't have a good floor, right. you know, you may put up a ton of points, but right. because, you're, you're still going to lose a bunch of games. Cause you just, you know, on an average, well, you need guys, cause everybody there's, there's always average, you need right? Guys that are average too. Right? And, because uh, it's all I mean, about the roster construction. Yeah. If I have a lot of boom and bust guys, chances are I'm not going to win because they're not all going to boom at the same time and bust at the same time. It's going to be uneven every right. week. Or you'll get a great week and they can have a terrible week. So it's roster construction. Yeah. I myself, I... Well, that's, I remember one year I had Andrew Luck and uh, yeah. and that was it. Like every week he was consistent. He, he was always a top five quarterback and he was never the, the number one, I don't and think, that year. It. But every week he was like in the top five quarterbacks, yeah. and it just it gave you that security, That's right? Because right? you, you know, okay, I've got twenty five points right there. Running every back, week. tight end, whatever, where you're kind of faced with a questionable, you know, this guy's safer, but I know he can't have the type of game that this other guy can because of who he's playing. Well, if I'm getting twenty five out of luck every week, I can make those decisions. Yeah. I'm going to take a chance on this guy because my twenty five is guaranteed. Right. Okay. So, so running through uh-huh. your, that is your my results, favorite, who'd you get at quarterback? Absolutely my favorite pick of my whole draft. So we're sitting there. I'm thinking I'm going to go w- right to, you know, the end of the draft and I'm going to take Josh Allen from Buffalo because, you know, he's a runner. He had a good, he'll be cheap. And I can pick up any okay. of the established guys off yep. the waiver wire or whatever, you know, guys that I can play as a backup or play until he gets going. Right, right. right. So we're going there and the draft is uh, proceeding and all of a sudden yep. someone nominates um, Lamar Jackson. So he comes up for the $1 nomination. Um, somebody bids two. Somebody bids another dollar. And then the bidding stops. And I'm sitting there thinking, huh, 
Lamar Jackson for $4. Lamar Jackson was on pace if he had run the way he did all 16 games that he played. He was on pace for 1,500 yards rushing. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, four bucks? Done. That was yeah. my quarterback. And then I followed that up later on in the draft. I picked up, um, sorry, I picked up um, Arizona quarterback. Um, God, I'm so, Kyler Murray. Yeah, I picked up Kyler, Kyler? For, for next Kyler month. Murray? So I'm sitting there here with go. Kyler Murray, and I'm sitting here with Lamar Jackson. And how could I go wrong? Because then... To finish my quarterbacks, it was at the end of the draft, and yeah. one of the guys in our league is a big Dallas fan, as am I, and I noticed that he was very quiet because he was short-stacked for the money, and he wasn't bidding very much. But every time I started bidding on a guy, all of a sudden he starts bidding too because I knew he was out of, out of ideas, and he knows that I know mm-hmm. I've done my research. So <laughs> funnily <laughs> enough... Yep. I decided I wanted to get Elliot this year. I had $148, but I had two keepers already, um, Adams and Thomas, receivers. So I was feeling pretty good. I went after Elliot. He had $200 and no keepers mm-hmm. because of a little bit of discipline, whatever. Anyway, yeah. he put up $67 to get Elliot when he had 200 I couldn't believe it. Hmm. But anyway, I figured, okay, I'll get this guy back. End of the end of the round, I put on um, a quarterback for uh, the Cowboys there, Zach Prescott. I put him up for a dollar. Nobody bid. I didn't even think I would get him. I mm-hmm. got him for a dollar. So between my three quarterbacks, I probably spent yep. 12 bucks. Nice. Yeah, I, I I'm yeah. not I, I'm not you know, I'm not a big Dak guy, but I think he's a good floor guy though. Like I think I think you'll get consistent points. I think Kyler and Lamar could both be big. Like I think they could both have big seasons. I think Kyler because you don't know what Kingsbury's offense yes. is going to do. But I think the big thing of it there's volume, That's right? And and in fantasy, volume is your friend. And and even in fantasy. Being down by 40 points is your friend because Mayor Blake Bortles a few years ago, right? Where he was a fourth quarter magician and and garbage time. He just dumped Alan Robinson. That's right. His greatest years. It was all garbage time stuff, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. And I think Kyler Murray could be a guy that finds himself in a lot of garbage time and between his skills as a runner and his, he's got a great arm, some good talent around him. You know, he could put up some good fantasy points. Thinking. I mean, they could I'm go like, three and well, thirteen, got, but he could have a great fantasy. Great, um, big upside young players, and I got a guy that I can stick in in situational, or if they're not producing, that could get me like you know twenty points a game. So, no problems there. Yeah. No. See, running no. backs, I missed so out then, on uh, most which of the guys running backs. I, I had. I set up a tier system. So I had my first tier guys, and that was, again, based on consistency and opportunity. And out of those guys, I basically took Dalvin Cook out of my first tier. Um, He was one of two guys left, but uh, he has been fantastic. He broke an 80-yard run last preseason game, made a couple guys miss. Absolutely. Oh, he's 
if, if he stays healthy, he's going to be great. If he stays healthy in Kubiak's no. offense, um, did you no, have Gurley in your top to tier? Cost. And the cost for Gurley in this turned out to be um, – yeah. let me find this here. Gurley was $30, which is really not that much. But arthritis in your knee, you don't know how they're going to use them. Yeah. You get 10, 12 carries and they'll split it up with yeah. anyone else. You may need only 10, 12 carries to have a big game. But I, I really didn't want to risk it. I didn't need that. So, no, I didn't have him in my first tier. Actually, I avoided him altogether. If he came for like five bucks, I would have took him, but I knew that would never happen. Yeah, he, he's like, yeah, I think yeah. he's the most talented guy, but against the injury. And guys like that, that's the same thing, even like Dalvin Cook and I think Sonia Michelle in yeah. New England. There's just these guys that are super talented. But I think if you have them, it's kind of like in the back of your mind, it's like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? And you, you just want to see them have a good year, even beyond fantasy, right? You just want to see these guys be able to go and, and show this talent that they, they clearly have. And uh, oh, it's fantastic. Because it's, it's special to watch. Like Gurley, when he's healthy. Sony well, Michelle, Sony Michelle Cook, these guys are special to watch. I took Sony Michelle as my second quarterback. So you got, uh, I had him in my second tier. I probably would have dropped into my third but then I kept reading these reports that he's actually catching the ball out of the backfield. His knee is actually better than it's ever been. He's actually making guys miss. And he's running for 30, 40 yard, um, um, chunks of yardage. And I was like, I had him last year and he got hurt. Mm-hmm. The guy that had him, I traded for him. He had some really good games. And then he got game scripted out. But come the playoffs, the guy had three 100 yard games. I think he had like four or five touchdowns. He was dominant. So I decided I would take him. Oh, I love the guy. Honestly. Yeah, he's a super talent. He's he's a super talent. He um it'll be interesting to see how New England yeah. plays this year. Uh with Gronk gone and with with Brady. Um you know, his arm isn't what what it used to be. Yeah. And so breaking in, you know, I know Gordon is, you know, the big, the big play guy, but he's got to get caught up. Uh, Nikhil Harry, who looks like a great rookie. I, I think he's kind Myers of a rough than that camp, guy. it sounds like. Myers I'm not really was sure. lights um, out this camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they, um, you know, they're, they're, they're one of those teams yeah where you don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, that's every year with the Patriots, right? And I think one of the things with a guy like Sonny Michel, any Patriot, is you've got to weather the first month because Belichick makes adjustments. And you see it every year, right? They'll get blown out in September. And then, you know, by November, he's he's figured out his team and the best way to make them the best. And he's figured out the other teams. And so... I think fantasy wise, that's actually a bit of if you if you're aware of it, you know, where you'll see guys who they'll have like a, a James White or or a receiver from the Patriots and they won't get much action in September and guys will be looking to dump them and you can get a good steal there because eventually Belichick's going to figure it out and figure out, OK, when we put James White in and we start throwing on the ball, we're going to move move the chains on these guys. And and so. Yeah, they're, they're, it's always interesting at the beginning of the year because you don't know what some of these teams are going to look like. 
I think the same thing, Arizona, right? You don't know what that's going to look like at all. I mean, Kingsbury's offense could just completely I think fold and and just be the worst year ever. Or it could be oh, I, I put catch everybody by surprise and just dominate. That. They've shown and nothing so for it's going to be interesting. People like this, but this offense isn't very good. That's by design because when it comes time for the, the first game of the year and things are for real, you're going to see some stuff out of that, that offense. I guarantee you. Well, and and I really hope so, but my thing is just he got fired by Texas Tech. You know what I mean? He was in the Big Twelve where they don't play defense, and he he couldn't win there. And so I I just I really hope that they do well because I like the Cardinals, but I don't know. Like I it's 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 going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, yeah, I could just way. I could just see it yeah, just sure. blowing up though. There's no uh, there's no guarantee. One way or the other. So so Dalvin yeah. Cook, Sony so Michelle, as I any said, other, I had so any other running backs on your year. team there? And um, I actually had, did I have? I actually had Dalvin Cook last year too, and I ended up trading him away. I think that might have been my Sony Michelle deal. I'm not quite sure, but anyway, the thing I learned is. As you said, these are two very talented runners, but they have some injury concerns. I made sure I went out and got the guys behind them. I got Alexander Matson from yeah. um, Minnesota to back up uh, Cook, and they love him. All reports are they okay. love this guy. I can't lose. If Cook yeah. goes down, this guy's the next man up, Yeah. right? So I'm, I'm okay there. No, for sure. <laughs> It's it's a Kubiak system. It's a Kubiak system. Exactly. The running back is gonna generate points, no matter. No, like, it's a one cut. It's you know the running back is gonna generate fantasy points. Um, you know Dalvin Cook, obviously, I think he's a high end guy, but you don't need a high end guy there. You know, you, you'll you'll get you'll get a good floor no matter what. I just think Delvin Cook's and even if it goes to a high. committee, I got both and, of them. Uh, so that, that and like you said, in that offense, the running back's going to produce, even for whatever dumb reason they said we're going to work back Cook's um, um, attempts and we're going to raise Matson's attempts to try and even it out and give uh, Cook less work. I'm still laughing, and then yeah, that's right. That's well, they'll right. give Cook. So, they'll give Cook the receptions too, though, right? Yeah, I mean, if anyone's just uh, oh, he's, thinking he's about great, he's a great football, receiver. You, you, like you need you need a good handcuff. It depends on the, the the player. If the player's been relatively healthy and it doesn't look like he's gonna get hurt, you can't really really anticipate that. But you know what I mean. He doesn't have any history of being hurt. Then you maybe don't need a handcuff as much. Yeah. But when you have a guy with ultra talented but has a, small, a history of it, get the backup. You'll be happy because you can't go wrong. Yeah. Well, you, you only have a few, yeah. like, yeah. number one, true number one, three down backs in the league. You know, guys that this guy carries the team. And so what you look for, I think, is guys like Dalvin Cook, who he's got all the talent in the world, but regardless of his talent, it's the system that's going to produce. And so if you have that handcuff, you know, you know, okay, Dalvin Cook goes down, uh, we may have a kid who's not at that level, but just being in that system, he's still going to produce. Uh, and, and that's the key, I think, is uh, making sure, you know, of what kind of offense you're dealing with. 
Uh, I think you look at Arizona, David Johnson, right? David Johnson is a great talent. I would not take the backup running back in Arizona, though, because because I I don't trust the system. And I think regardless of anything else, uh, I think those are going to be some high-scoring games where they're going to have to come back and there's not going to be a lot of running in the second half. And so, but a team like Minnesota, I think that's a great pick because you're picking up a guy who, you know, you just if you keep him on your bench, you keep him on your bench. But if Delvin Cook goes down, here's yeah, the guy. Yeah, and then that's I backed that up by getting Damian Harris. You know, maybe not the same Harris talent, but he's still going to get points. New England got him for a dollar. Yeah, and the thing is, he's a three-down back. Yeah, right. Good pick. So, good, good pick. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Everybody. He, he he's he's a really good. He was really good in college. I watch a lot of college, and a lot of times that's, you know, I'll look at guys that, yeah, um, you know, this is my thing. So I, I'm I like Benny Snell in Pittsburgh, um, because he's an SEC guy from Kentucky, so he played the big SEC defenses. He's a hard runner. He's a Pittsburgh runner. Um, you know, I, 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 I think he's going to have, you know, I, I don't know yeah, if he's yeah. going to get a, a spot or whatever. I just, you know, there's some, some of those guys just get an instinct about. And, uh, but that's the thing. Like I remember when Odell Beckham, when he was in LSU and I remember watching a couple games and it was just, he was one of those guys, he just popped off the field. You know what I mean? Like he just stood out in an unbelievable way. And there's just some guys that you, they get on the field and it's just like, there's something special. And especially when you, I think with the SEC where you're, you're playing against high level NFL caliber, yeah. you know, these, these kids are getting drafted, you know, you're not playing in, in the big 12 where there's no defense, you're playing against these hard defenses and Odell in, in college was just, you know, you looked at him and it's just, there was just a different, yeah. it's like a, with baseball where you sometimes hear a guy hit a ball and it just sounds different. And there's just some players when when they're in college and they're on the field. Sony Michelle was the same. I remember watching him when Georgia played Oklahoma in uh, I think it was the Rose Bowl a couple years ago, and just the speed, yeah. right? And it's just like he just popped those runs, like like he's just it was like he was a man playing with boys. And you look for those guys, and you hope that you know that everything works out for them because a lot of it, I think, with with guys coming in, it's all about your system, right? Um, it's a lot of luck of the draw for some of these players. You get into a, a rotten system and, and you're buried forever yeah. and you, you get depressed or, yeah. or the story of David Klingler where they changed his throwing motion when he came out of college and just wrecked them, right? I did. But, I did. Okay. What so I, uh, um, decided to do. wide receivers. So you had a couple keepers at wide receiver. We have two. We have two and then we have two. How, how many spots, starters at wide receiver do you have? So two or three? what I had on my roster, I had Robbie Anderson, okay. who I just love. Love Robbie Anderson. Okay. Um, and I had Cooper Cup, who has recovered. Yep. And I was going to use those two as keepers for one reason. Both are very talented and important in their okay. offenses. And I was going to get both of those guys for like 12 bucks collectively. Uh, yep. That he is running faster and better and everything. Did you see the, the, the report about Cooper Cup? About his... Yeah. 
I, yeah, I, I take uh, every every like measurable physically is better. Because a lot of uh, injury, uh, the experts are so, saying yeah, when you have a knee injury like that, what happens is your hamstrings the the year you come back are really susceptible because of the competition. So those are the two I was gonna get, and then yeah. Um, oh yeah, I sure. just approached uh, one of yeah, the guys not, in our ready. league, and I said, "Hey, um, I noticed you're not keeping." Adams, how about you, you trade me for him five bucks? So I got Devonte Adams for five dollars off of my uh, budget, and that went to uh, the other player. And then um, Jeff. Uh, so there's two Jeffs. Jeff Van Ravens is the one I yep. got uh, Adams off of, and then Jeff Hillier was last year's winner, and uh, he has uh, Kamara, he has Saquon Barkley, and he just keep uh, and he had Michael Thomas from last year too. And uh, he couldn't keep them all, so I bought him oh, wow. off of uh, him for five bucks too. So my starting receivers are Thomas and Adams, and then um, oh, I was so happy because nice. both of them top five in consistency. It's just great. I was so That's thrilled great. by that. Yeah, right. Well, I, I don't, I don't know uh, Thomas's. Tar- I always look at targets with oh. receivers. And uh, Adams is just off the charts because no Rogers has no one else to throw to, right? So it's it's interesting, Green Bay, because Rogers is so such a perfectionist with his receivers, mm-hmm. and like even with Adams, it took him a while to get into the place where Rogers trusted him. And Cobb is gone now, and so it'll be interesting to see if any of these young guys who came up. I think they drafted a few guys last year. I think St. Brown's out for the year though now, but uh, if they've gained the trust, right? Because Rogers, you know, he's hard on them, but once he, yeah, once I mean, you, he has your trust Adams, or you have his him, trust, he has 93%, he's going he's to get you the ball. Like it's um, just that simple, right? Top 24 last year, 93%. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he had, I think it was like 160 Adam. or 70 targets. Like just ridiculous amount of targets, right? Yeah, and so that's what you look for. If a so guy is consistently just, uh, targeted, to the, he's going to make catches. Receivers. So now we're in the draft, and then um, Van Ravens puts up. Um, um, he puts up. Oh God, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He puts up the New York guy up for a dollar in the draft, right? No, no, I'm sorry. No. Uh, Robbie Anderson. Robbie. He puts Sterling Robbie Shepard. Anderson up for a dollar. Okay. And what we had done this year to kind of shorten the draft, oh, we Robbie had okay, 10 yeah. second bids, whereas before it would be like 30. So he puts him up, and I'm looking. I went to go and reach for like some okay. chocolate-covered almonds or something. By the time I looked back to press a bid, it was gone. It was over. So I was very upset. And then um, Washington came up at the end of the draft for <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yep. And I, I just want Washington so bad because I believe he's going to become the number two wide receiver. I, I don't have any trust right. in Moncrief to be dynamic enough. He's played with luck for long enough and never did anything. Okay. He went okay. to Jacksonville. Yeah. No. If there's nothing, he's never produced. So anyway, I wanted this guy. And of yeah, course, you know, at that around. end of the draft, you're really in a snack, yeah. snake draft because nobody has more than a dollar. So the bid wins. And I put my dollar bid. And this guy had an extra buck, and he took him from me. 
Then he has the nerve to turn to me and go, yeah. I'll trade you those guys for Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, that was a done deal. So then I got the two guys I wanted to keep. Wow. Plus I got two studs. That's so funny. I was very happy with that. Huh. I don't know how I did this, to be honest with you. I there got you go. Vance McDonald. That's, that's good. Which is what about that tight end? I mean, there's a big hole that was left by Antonio Brown for targets. Then I followed that okay. up by getting Greg Olson. Yeah. Then I followed that up by getting uh, Delaney Walker. Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay. That's pretty good. Okay. He is. I think Delaney Walker could have a good year. I think he's he's always underrated, and coming off an injury and everything like that, I think he's he's got something to prove. He's pretty got a chip much, on his shoulder, pretty much. Well, and he's a really I mean, good tight end. And, and who else is? Yeah, but I'm, I'm really... going to throw to right. Like it's he's going to get targets at the very least. Yeah. Well, and Olsen too. Yes. Yes. Olsen, he's boomer bust. I think at this point of his career, and I think the bust would be an injury. Yeah, just. I watched that all or nothing on the Panthers last year. It was just hard to watch where he got, you know, he hurt, you know, he came back from the injury from the year before and then gets hurt. And then, you know, kind of rehabs, comes back, him, gets hurt, you know, and it's I just like, Oh, you, know, you feel bad for the guy. Cause you're kind of watching he said behind he's the coming scenes. Back, so God bless. He's a funny guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, one well, and he and Cam yeah. have a good, a really good connection, and uh, you know he's he's always produced. Um, he's just getting up there. And he, he's he's a Miami tight end, right? So they they produce tight ends like crazy, and uh, you got Herndon on the Jets, you got Njoku over on Cleveland, Jeremy Shockey has- was from there. They they just they know how to produce you know what? tight ends. I had- a kicker queued up. So then the all important then I had question: What kicker did two, you get? Uh, defenses queued up too. I looked away, like I said, ten seconds. I got talking for a minute. Next thing you know, it had passed me. It had taken Philadelphia yep. defense. It had come all the way back because guys were just doing the one dollar bids, and then it took um, the Chargers defense. So I looked back at my screen. I'm like, "Where's my kicker?" Which somebody obviously took. Yep. By accident, because I thought my kicker would be there. Somebody took my kicker. So you, then you took two I defenses? showed up next and took the defense. And my other defense was queued <laughs> behind that one. Yeah. So I had two defenses. And then somehow I got a third defense, but no kicker. Nice. One. One. Yeah. So I ended How many up defenses with- do you start? Is it one or two? One defense. You no, got I was nice. planning on streaming a defense. You, the are, whole are you? Are you? Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with my defense kind of guy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I had. The I, I've always. I'm like. I'll pay a buck for a defense and just stream it based yes. on the matchup. Yeah. yeah you know, unless you have a really good return right. guy. Right. You know, if you so have like I Devin Astor was playing with Dallas the Bears somehow. I don't know. Maybe um, I was that then that's the defense you want. So Dallas was my third yeah. defense. But I've since gotten rid of them to make room for somebody else. I did get Miles Boykin to uh, pair with um, Lamar Jackson. Should Jackson uh, get good? Yeah. Great camp. Yeah. 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 
He's uh, off the way for a while. I wire he's, I got Daniel good. Carlson from Oakland. I was trying to so string your trade. Who'd you get? Um, I was trying to trade the owner of um, Melvin Gordon. I was trying to trade Eckler to him, who I picked okay. up during the draft. And I just kind of – he's a younger player in the league, this guy. So I just explained to him, like, hey, the guy could hold out yep. for eight weeks or two weeks, whatever. That's a spot you can't use anymore. What? Just trade for his backup. Because even if he plays and he gets hurt, now you got his handcuff. And I was trying to get his uh, – he had two good kickers, so I wanted to get one of those yeah. in the deal too. But uh, he decided to think about it. The waiver wire came. I picked up a kicker, and we'll just see. I guess I am hanging on yep. to Eckler and see what happens. I offered him Eckler. So, well, the, 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 so you the offered deal him was Eckler I wanted to kicker? get um, Ronald he Jones you down? the third out of yep. Tampa Bay and a kicker, and I was going to send him Eckler. And I said, it's a good deal, oh, okay. man, yeah. because it's a good deal. Because he has more than – he's got enough what running backs. And this guy isn't really a good running okay. back, but he has potential. And I said, ask your football buddies around. That's a good deal. But I never heard back. So if he comes to me with a deal, then, I don't know, maybe yeah. we'll work something out. If not, eh. Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I, I guess Ronald Jones has had a rough – rough training camp and it's it's crazy how guys kind of get the reputation you know yeah. as the you know the tailback from usc um there was all this hype around him and he just you know was awful last year he's yeah. looking awful this year you know the guy who um i would keep an eye on is andre ellington who they brought in who's had a pretty yeah. good camp uh, they're probably looking at him as like a third, you know, if he, he be between Barber and, and Jones. But I don't know that either yeah. of those guys can keep the number one. I think Andre Ellington, his problem has always been his injuries. But when he plays, he's, you know, he's not a, a super high floor guy, but he, he he catches the ball. He can break out, you know, super speed. Yeah, that's And the big thing for me is the fact that it's Arians. Yeah. Where Arians had him in, in in Arizona, and now Arians is bringing him back because uh, he knows the system, and, and it's one of those things. Like whenever you see that, like where you have a really good coach, and he has a guy and he brings him back, it's like the coach knows something about this guy, and maybe sees something. Maybe just the the fact of playing in the system and helping the new guys who are learning the system grow in it. But uh, you know, he would be someone that I would stash because you never know. Um, I don't think Ronald Jones is going to hold on to even the number two job very long. And with Peyton Barber, I think he kind of, he is what he is. You know, he's, he, he could have a great, I, I, I hear my, like Chris Carson, right. Where, you know, he might have a great year for when you look at the stats and say, Oh, look, he had a thousand yards or he had, you know, 950 yards, but I don't think that like the yards per carry is going to be that high. Yeah. I think it's going to be more of a result of the offense than about his talent. Um, and uh, so, yeah, lots of, lots of interesting things. So do you, do you believe you are the yeah, favorite in your um, league? Well, it's so dumb. Let's see I mean, if a guy has so Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara, I think he automatically goes Winston to the head of the line, right? Which I'm neither here nor there on. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. Yes. 
Four. Four. He's got Winston. At, oh, come on. Two. <laughs> yeah, but he's Two. he's he's gonna. How many points do you get for for a touchdown? Throwing. How many yeah. points do you lose for an interception? You're breaking even if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, because because Winston. Uh, yeah, you so know, I mean, I, he'll, I wouldn't give you twenty five touchdowns and fifty interceptions. Maybe don't have so, that high ceiling, but <laughs> you, you cut floor is you just cut it brutal. down right there. So this guy loves. This guy loves running backs. So his first wide receiver was D.D. Westbrook, which is a great pick. Yeah. You got Stephon Diggs, which is a good pick too. No, no yeah. problems with that. Then you get his Barkley, Kamara. He took Yoke, 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 David yep. Yoku. I can't say it right. The joke, mm-hmm. thank you, right? I, I had him last year really hit and miss. Like there's so many mouths. Oh, I don't think he's ever as in a joku. Yeah, I think that's a wasted pick, but that's just my opinion. Then he took. Yeah. Exactly. Right. At tight end, at tight end with fantasy, you don't want a guy in a great offense. You want that's where Greg Olson, George Kittle, guys who they're the best receiver on the team you know even even you look at like travis kelsey right where tyreek hill is there but he's not like the traditional you know wide receiver he does all these gadget plays and he's super fast and everything and so a guy like david njoku where you've got you've got some elite receivers on that team elite running backs on that team um the targets aren't gonna be there to have the kind of year like Kittle had last year. And, and so, mm-hmm. yeah. If he, if he was in that system, like if he was in a place where he um, was, he took Brandon Cooks, you know, one of the top two options on the team, Brandon I think he Cooks has a great really year. Bust. But I don't know what that happens in Cleveland. Invisible when he's not. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back to that well, I'll tell you that. Uh, then he picked up Philip Lindsay in Denver. I think uh, yeah. Royce passes Philip Lindsay this year. Yep. Uh, I think he'll be a third down back, Philip Lindsay. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think Royce. I think I think both of them. It's it's going to be like Tevin Coleman and Devonte Freeman, when they were together in Atlanta, where where they're both really talented, and they'll give you good. They'll both give you a good That's fantasy right. season. But it's kind yeah. of like the whole so, year I mean, just going to be wishing guys. I mean, there was only one of them because you know Sanders, if this guy got all the carries, he'd be you know, 1,500 yards. For him. So, um, But again, he's in a comedian. Sure, he might take over, but he might not. You know, He picked up Naeem Himes. Well, we know that's not going to really work out in all likelihood. Peyton Barber, he picked up. C.J. Anderson. I I don't think this guy's repeating this year. Tyrell Williams, he picked up as his receiver. You know, Tyler Board's probably the best receiver he's got on his team, other than Diggs or 